the Cross the Streams podcast. Cross the Streams. There's definitely a very slim chance we'll survive. I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. That's hysteria. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Cooley, and you're listening to Cross the Streams podcast. I'm here with my boy Tony. And Yo. There's there's some shit that we got to talk about right off the bat. Uh, I had a full range of emotions when you told me this, Tony, and you you literally followed up your post with the word bullshit, <laughs> and it was and it felt emphatic. So I'm assuming <laughs> that you were very emphatic <laughs> when you typed that. Yeah. Uh, the the post that you put in iMessage was an article about canceling the very fucking amazing show that we started this I think we started this podcast talking about which is I am not okay with this yeah man I mean we that was a show that you had you had actually recommended to me um and i was super jazzed about it um once i started watching it like i actually didn't think uh it was i I wasn't like really into getting into it until you told me about it and i was like all right well i'll give it a shot and then i just couldn't stop watching it because they were quick episodes right Um, i mean am i right though that it was the first episode that i recommended it to you and then it was like the second episode that we followed up on it and talk about and talked a little bit more about it yeah i think so because i was i was definitely already watching it um i think like this yeah this after the second episode we had touched upon it and i I blew through it in like three days Hmm. yeah it's it's it, it was fucking incredible and now it's canceled. Yeah, it was um, it was done really well. I think from what I read in the article, and I think what's going on with that is a lot of things are actually are getting pushed back further and further because of the pandemic and because the, things can't be filmed as quickly as usual. So I think right. they were like, okay, well, this started, it, you know, it had, people seem to be really into it, but, you know, I don't think we want to put it on hold for like another year and a half. We're just going to cancel it, you know? Yeah, and, and, and I totally get the idea or or the reason behind it um because i mean you're looking at it's a show about kids right you know and you know sophia lillis isn't getting any younger so it's uh, she's going to keep getting older and she's going to grow out of the role and um yeah it's, but a, it's a shame but, but, I, but I think she could still play the character though well know? that's the thing I, I you know i think that she could still play it and i and i think that people that watch the first season would definitely come back and watch the second season. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think, you know, maybe holding off like another year is really going to actually do a damage to the following that it already has. You know, could I be think a scheduling thing too, though it could be, I mean, they might be involved in other projects and it just can't come together, but I really don't know what other projects they could be involved in right now, considering that nothing is really filming except Jurassic world dominion i mean like they were the (laughs) jurassic world dominion is the first is the first uh production that actually got up and running man they're in england filming right now but they have like a 700 page manual on strict restrictions on how they actually have to be when they're on set there's like you can't have sex yeah you can't have sex you can't have uh 
You can't, it's, it, dude, it's like a, it's like when there's an alien crash site and the government shows up and puts over this huge X-Files white tent <laughs> that you have to have, like, it's all, like, air regulated. Like, that's basically what they go into when they're on set or when they're not, they're not filming. It's all regulated. They have to use hand sanitizer. They're constantly checked to make sure that their health is okay. Um, you know, they, they have minimal contact with, with other people while on set just to minimize any um, you know, risk of some kind of outbreak of, you know, COVID outbreak. But, you know, they were saying that it's, um, that it seems to be going well. It's been an adjustment, but it, it allows them to kind of get the movie filmed. Right. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to the fact that Sam Neill back as well. Um, he was one of the people that said that the manual he got was like 700 pages. Um, <laughs> whether they read through it all, I mean, I doubt it, but I, I you know, I, I think, it's just, you know, you wear your mask and you take precautions, and I think they should be fine. And this conversation's super interesting, but we need to get back to the real fucking issue, and that's that I am not okay with this. It's canceled. No, it's canceled, man. It's, that's it. There's nothing else we can do about it. We just got to suck it up. And, uh, <sighs> you know, hey, maybe it'll come back at some point, but right now it's not. So, you know, it is what it is. It sucks. Yeah, I hope, I hope, like, another network picks it up. Well, they yeah. might. I mean, maybe Hulu or something will do it, but I, I feel like it's, it's worth it. Maybe Apple TV will pick it up. Who knows? Um, but I feel like Netflix is usually the savior. <laughs> right. They're, they're the things. ones that swoop in all the time. <laughs> yeah. And if they're dropping it, that's not a good sign. So um, speaking of shows that were picked up by Netflix, Lucifer is back. Um, people are amped about that. It's going into its fifth season. That actually came out on August 21st. So if you guys are fans of Lucifer like myself... Um, the first eight episodes of season five are out. Um, I don't know if any other episodes are going to be dropped. That might be kind of like, you know, their mid-season break. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to be filming uh, after that, but I feel like it's going to keep some of us satisfied for a little bit. Um, yeah, they, they did that before with season four. They actually split it in two. Yeah, and, I, and honestly, from what I've heard about this season so far, people seem to like the eight episodes that were dropped. Um, it, you know, it's basically Lucifer, um, comes back, but we find out that it is not actually Lucifer. It's his twin brother, Michael, uh, who's kind of like screwing up what he's already done on earth, you know, his relationship with, you know, detective. So I think, um, you know, and then Lucifer shows up and, you know, basically him and his brother have like a showdown, whether that's going to happen in this eight episodes or, you know, right before the fight, that's where we go on break, which would be disappointing and have to wait another year or whatever. Um, but, I mean, it definitely looks looks interesting. And uh, and Tom Ellis is actually doing double duty this, this season because he's playing Lucifer and his brother Michael. Hmm. So um, I'm interested to see uh, the difference in characters there. So, But Lucifer Season 5 is officially on Netflix. Check it out. Yeah, I've heard that this is actually the final season as well. Yeah, I heard that too. And then I heard another rumor that it might not be. So, I don't know. I feel like right now is it, this season should be the end. Um, it was originally only supposed to have th three seasons, I think. Um, and I just don't want it, it to be one of those shows that, that just gets ruined. Um, A.K.A. Dexter. Mm, so Yeah. Yep. But, uh Yeah. Uh, what else, man? Jeez, uh, DC had their online convention. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the... What What the fuck do they call it? Like, the DC, like, fucking... I Honestly, know, I don't even 
Some uh, weird I shit. didn't really care enough to find out the name of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> whatever, man. But they dropped a bunch of stuff. Fan- Fandom. Fandom. Yeah, that's what it was. It was the, the DC Fandom. Yeah. Um, and that was... It was pretty cool. I mean, like, they, they had a bunch of stuff. It's like... It's tough when... You know, number one, you have COVID fucking everything up. Um, but that's why they did this, because they couldn't really go to, like, San Diego Comic-Con. They couldn't go to, you know, Rhode Island Comic-Con or New York Comic-Con. or Well, they wouldn't have come to Rhode Island anyway. No. Um, they never do. Uh, <laughs> it's not big enough. Nobody, nobody ever comes to <laughs> It's like, it's just the, uh, the, the movie actors and shit like that. But like Marvel, DC, none of those guys come. Yeah. Um, but, you know, New York, you know, Connecticut, Emerald City, you know, the, all those comic cons that they usually go to, they're not able to go to. So they did this thing online. But with COVID, you know, kind of rocking everything and, and, you know, putting people out of commission and shit and. AT&T taking over uh, or I don't know if it was a takeover or a merger with WB, but they just don't seem to respect or honor the publishing arm or the comic side of, you know, Warner Brothers, which is DC. Mm -hmm. Um, And probably like I think it was like, you know, a third or half of the the executives were laid off in the last week. Mm-hmm. So all the stuff that they're talking about in fandom, who fucking knows if it's even going to happen? But there are some things that we know are going to happen because they're money makers and they directly tie into what our show is about, which is film and not comics. If it was comics, I'd be going on for another hour about how much I fucking hate what AT&T did to the the DC Comics publishing arm, but yeah, we won't get into that. <laughs> but we're not getting into that. We're getting into the other shit, which is Justice League, the Snyder Cut. Something that people have been waiting for. It's highly anticipated. They, you know, they've been talking about it for years. It exists. It doesn't exist. It's a it's a myth. It's a legend. It's a you know, but it's real. We find out it's real. Just like we found out UFOs are real, we find out that the Snyder Cut exists. Right. Um, and they're working on it and they're like trying to put everything together, finish it up and stuff like that. And it's supposed to drop next year. They released a trailer for the Snyder Cut. And uh, Tony, why don't you tell us what you thought of the trailer? <laughs> I like how you threw me up to grabs first. I mean, well, yeah, because we got to have some positivity after yeah, all the negativity. Well, you just ruined just it. Because now you might as well just talk shit about it. <laughs> because it's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I say. Because. You're already telling people that everything I have to say is positive. Everything you want to say is negative. I mean, <laughs> it came out on YouTube, you know, and obviously another streaming service and, and as well as another trailer that we'll talk about soon. But, I mean, look, I, I actually had heard about it. I didn't know it was dropping yesterday, and I was talking to Lenny about it. And I was like, dude, you know, when it, where I tried to look at the link you sent me, and it's already been taken down. He's like, hold on. And, like, you know, 10 minutes later, he found another one and sent it to me. So I'm watching it. I didn't hate it. I mean, like, I'm... See, here's the difference between you and me. You follow everything by the comics and, like, the storyline and stuff. And you're really invested in that. And I understand that completely from a fan's perspective. 
I was not as into everything from a comic book standpoint. Like, there's a lot of things in movies, I feel like, for me, I'm very easily pleased. Um, <clears throat> I don't really, you know, unless it, it, it's weird because it's like, I know where you're coming from because I was as passionate about this stuff, you know, uh, I was as passionate about Predator, the new Predator movie, as you are about this. So when Predator, the last Predator movie came out and was a seam pile of dog shit, I was just as pissed off as, as you were about this stuff. So... I mean, I didn't, at first I really didn't know what I was watching because there were like all these scenes that were like meshed together and I, which is like, you know, the Snyder cut. So I'm like, okay, like some of this makes sense, I guess. Some of this doesn't. Some of it, it looks kind of weird. Like why is this scene here now? Like it just seemed like it was a, it was just a bunch of stuff thrown together, which is exactly what it was. Um, with that being said, I didn't hate everything I saw. Like some of the things I was like, okay, that's kind of cool, but okay. That's pretty much like all I really had to say about it. You know what I mean? I had, like, mm -hmm. thought about it. Like I literally watched it. I thought about it for like five minutes and that was it. You know, I, I wasn't really as, I know that it, there was some stuff in there that you didn't like. So, I mean, I dude, I'm just going to let you talk about it. Cause I wasn't as put off by it, by you were, there's a lot of things in there that I know you didn't like. So let's, let's clarify just a couple things. I am not what you would call a purist. It doesn't have to be exactly what are, what's in the comics. It can be different. Uh, case in point would be pretty much every Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Um, none of that shit is like what it was in the comics. You know what I mean? Like, they stayed true to the origins. They stayed true to the characters. Like, the characters are who they are. And you can tell that the Marvel movies were a labor of love. Like, they cared about the characters. They developed the characters <clears throat> from the ground up. They gave everybody their own story arc. And then they brought everybody together. Then you had the Avengers. And then they carried that on for, for like, four movies, five movies of just the Avengers. But, like, everybody had their own little thing in between and you got to know these characters intimately so there was no way that you could really like like by the end of course you're gonna feel emotion when a character dies you know what i mean like like it's not like you don't give a shit about this character because you fucking just spent 10 years with them 11 years with them 12 years right right so there, there's i just want to be clear with everybody that my like your your disappointment with predator or the predator right yeah. is different from my disappointment with justice league my disappointment with justice league doesn't come from me being a purist or wanting it to be you know exactly like the comics or things that i think that it should represent my disappointment came from like i, I i'm a fan of shit making sense yeah no i, I mean I'm a, I get that. I'm a fan i'm a fan of shit being like you know, like intelligently written, um, and and emotion and something I can emotionally invest in, and if all I'm looking at is a series of like special effects montages and moments that are you know big boom explosion moments that don't really have any interconnective tissue, then what the fuck am I watching? Well, am, see, am I watching it, a music video? But the thing is, is that like when I watched this though, and I knew it was like the Snyder cut, like I knew it wasn't like a finished product trailer. I knew it was just mm -hmm. like a bunch of shit they threw together. So I didn't 
So when I watched it, it's not like I was really invested in it. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, here's some scenes that they put together to get everybody amped up. Like, that's mm-hmm. basically what I was watching. Oh, like, no, no, I, no, I'm not talking about the trailer, bro. I'm talking about Justice League in general. Like, I watched Justice League the movie. You watched Justice League the movie. We have very pretty different opinions of it because you were you were satisfied by the movie. I'm not saying you thought it was a tour de force or a <laughs> you know a no, I mean, epic I just, Oscar I just, winning no, thing. It was all right, but but you but you enjoyed it, yeah. and I I walked away pretty pissed off by yeah. some very specific things in that movie that were just it, they just didn't make sense to me right. um and and so when i see the snyder cut trailer and it's a long way of getting to the trailer um when i see the trailer yeah it's it, like you said it's a bunch of scenes that were thrown together and they were really they were pretty cool scenes right they were like but but guess what the justice league trailer was a bunch of pretty cool scenes that were thrown together that, you know, I like I think that we had a conversation and I literally said, oh, my God, I might actually be excited to see Justice League. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And then I went and go and I went to go see it. And to me, that was a steaming pile of shit because I, I felt like I was watching Sucker Punch. I don't know. You ever watch that movie Sucker Punch? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, like Sucker Punch was just a bunch of fucking pretty scenes thrown together to make you go, wow, that was cool. Like and and there was really nothing holding it together it wasn't like you you couldn't analyze it you couldn't pull it pull it apart you couldn't like get any kind of like moral theme out of it there was nothing nothing um i don't even know the characters names because Mm -hmm. i don't even know if they mentioned the characters names it was just i don't know it was weird but anyway you take sucker punch and you know replace the characters with dc characters and now you have justice league um so i don't know how much this Snyder cut is going to save a movie like that. Like, that's the thing. Like I look at it and I'm like, Oh, that's cool. But it's really hard for me to invest in that and say, Oh, you know, I I really want to see this or I'm excited to see it or whatever. Am I going to watch it? Absolutely. Of course I'm going to watch it. Why the fuck wouldn't I? I mean, I'm a comic book fan. It's a comic book movie, potentially better than the other shit that I watched. That was the same movie by a different director. Um, So yeah, like, I mean, I'm, I'm interested in watching it, but yeah, I, I just I have a hard time really investing any kind of excitement. Yeah, no, I I understand that, man. I mean, it's like I said, I mean, I, I just don't really it wasn't anything for me to kind of I watched it and I didn't really give it like a second thought. You know, it's just like, OK, cool. Like, mm. all right, I guess we'll see what happens in a year. You know, like I that's kind of how I looked at it. You know, it's not something that's like official yet. Um, but we had an opposite reaction to another trailer. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So, I mean, all right. So, the trailer for The Batman came out um, with Robert Pattinson. Uh, and I guess this is... I guess this is... I need to, like, separate my thoughts about this whole thing in order to formulate or in order to express my views about this. So... Right. All right. Looking at the trailer by itself... It's it's a it's a f- great trailer. Like I think Robert Pattinson looks better as Batman than I would have expected. And I said to my friend, uh, I said to Lenny the other day, yesterday, I was like, I think Robert Pattinson's gonna be great. Like I I, be, I think he's gonna surprise people, and I really do think that he is gonna surprise people as Batman. Uh, I think there are a lot of people don't think he can pull it off. I think that he wouldn't have been cast and I've seen him in some other stuff, which we're going to talk about where I think that he has the, the talent as an actor to pull it off. Um, I liked, 
so I like how he looked as Batman. I liked uh, the story. You know, it looks like it's obviously the Riddler's involved, and I, I really like that aspect. Um, I also really liked the look of the car. Um, so I like the darkness of it. But I'm watching the trailer, and I'm seeing things that I've already seen Keaton, uh, I mean, we'll just say it because it's, it's worth mentioning. Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, we got Christian Bale, we have Ben Affleck, we have all these different Batmans. Do we need another Batman? Like, that's literally, like, I'm watching this and I'm seeing, you know, the darkness, his, you know, the the, the thing with his parents. And it's just like, I get Are they it. Batmans or Batman? Whatever. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I don't think, I just don't know why we, I'm unsure of why we need another Batman movie. I feel like the studios need to shift a little bit and focus on something different. I feel like we're literally beating the bat to death. Like, how many, how many, how many reiterations of Batman do we need? So it's like I watched this trailer, and I'm seeing clips of scenes that we've already seen other people do in their version of Batman, and it's just like, why do we need to see this again? Like again, you know what I mean? Like, can't we focus on something different besides Batman? I, just, I literally feel like we're beating it to death. So I think the trailer was good, but I don't understand why we need another Batman film. That's basically right. kind of where I'm torn. Like, I'm not saying the trailer's bad. I like the trailer. I just don't know why we needed another Batman movie. And then we have, and now we have um, in an HBO series, we have, the well, actually, no, I'm sorry, the movie The Flash. We have Keaton and uh, Ben Affleck coming in to play their versions of Batman in a multi-dimensional universe where there are different versions of Batman. So it's like we're going to have Keaton reprise his role and and um, Ben Affleck reprise his role. So there's two new, like, two versions of Batman coming in. It's like, dude, it's just so much Batman. We don't need all of it right now. That's kind of my perspective. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's DC. And in my humble opinion... Let's let's be real. I'm not fucking humble. Look, it's not a humble opinion. It's a fucking the opinion of a madman. Um, <laughs> in my opinion, they just haven't gotten shit right yet. And I mean, the Nolan films were the closest thing to getting it right. Yeah, that they had. I mean, I loved Batman Begins. I thought that was really good, and I I really liked uh, the Dark Knight. But then they fucked it all up with the third one, The Dark Knight Rises. Um, because I, I didn't like that at all. And it wasn't just Bane, but it was, there was a lot. Again, it was one of those things where there were things that didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about that before. But the I think having another Batman movie works if, and, and this is, I, I think this is what made me happy about the trailer is that I feel like we're looking at a Batman year one. Like where the entire the entire film is about Batman putting together the Batman mythos. Now, Nolan did that with Bale in Batman Begins. But in that, it was like Bale was like this. He was already Bruce Wayne grown up, uh, you know, deciding that he was going to do this thing and, you know, putting together his 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 uh, uniform with Lucius Fox and and all that cool shit. But 
in this one, it looks like he's like he. I mean, there was a scene in the trailer or the one that you showed me because I actually saw a different trailer as well. There's another trailer that's actually out that's like fully, like it's like full screen. You can watch it. It's like HD and all that shit, and it's different. But in this one, you can see like there's a scene where he takes off his hel- his uh, Batman helmet, uh, cowl or whatever, and he looks like this like emo teen. Right, he looks like he's about to fucking break out a guitar and start singing My Chemical Romance songs. <laughs> uh, and that's not what we've seen before. We haven't seen Batman growing up and becoming the Bat due to, like, teen angst, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's pissed off about his parents. And this looks like he's a person that's struggling with that in, in some of those scenes. And you could see it. Now, I'm not saying that I really like the idea of Bruce Wayne looking like an emo teen. That's not what I'm saying. But the idea that this is a teenage Bruce Wayne, like, grow well, maybe in, you know, maybe 18, 17, 18, you know, coming into his 20s, right, and becoming the bat. Um, to me, it's just it's a different spin on it, which makes it different enough that it's OK to me that we have another Batman movie. Um, the Batmobile looks fucking amazing. Like, holy shit. The yeah. Batmobile is dope. Yeah. Catwoman, I don't know, man. Like, I was I was excited that we were gonna get Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. I think she's like perfect for the role. Um But dude, like I'm just like I think I'm I think the thing that's really fucking me up about that is it looks like they just like repurposed the costume that Halle Berry wore. Like, like seriously like it looks like I, I, I'm pretty sure it's the same fucking costume with a different pair of pants maybe um, but mm-hmm. but we'll see I mean like we'll see We it's gonna have to, it's gonna come down to her performance but there's there's something that I find like the final thought on this that I have and it's, and it's this concept that I'm just coming to terms with. And that's that usually the most ridiculous things to me, the things that look the most ridiculous in a trailer or in a preview. Uh, and this goes through comics and movies and TV shows. If I look at it and I'm like, yo, that fuck, that looks fucking stupid. Like if that's my initial thought, it usually ends up blowing me away. Uh, the Joker uh, movie, um, mm-hmm. the Iron Spider costume. Uh, I don't know. Um, even Heath Ledger, right? Heath Ledger as the Joker with the scars on his face and all that shit. You see that, and I was just like, eh, it looks fucking dumb. Uh, why is he wearing makeup? He's, like, you know, supposed to be an acid and shit. Like, But then you see the performance, and you see how it all comes together, and you see everything in motion, and it's like, holy fuck, that was amazing. Yeah. Right? So it's usually the most, the silliest, and this even, this applies to almost everything in life. It's like, if you look up, like, the dumbest fucking toy that you can remember... I guarantee you it's worth fucking like 50 grand or fucking half a million dollars. Like, Mm -hmm. and you'll be pissed at yourself for destroying it or throwing it away or selling it at a yard sale. Like, this is just life. The silliest, dumbest shit is usually the most amazing in the end. So, I'm on the fence with the movie, but I really enjoyed the trailer and I looked at it and I looked at it in the, in the light that I just described, like that it's, you know, this young, angst filled teenage Batman. You know, trying to do his thing and, and avenge his parents' death, and 
I mean, yeah, I'm I'm just fucking I'm down for it is all I'm saying. I'm not I'm not like super excited, but I'm down. Like I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna check this out and I and you know, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no, I'll definitely uh I'll definitely check it out. I mean why there's no reason why I wouldn't. I I mean I'm looking forward to it. Um I yeah, I mean there's a lot of things that I I I agree with you on, except I wasn't as turned off by Catwoman as you were. Um <laughs> I think it I think Catwoman actually looks cool to me in some respects it's uh you know it looks like kind of like the beginning of of what turns into uh catwoman you know what i mean she's kind of like um like when i saw her wearing like the mask it reminded me of uh daredevil where you know like the new daredevil that's been on netflix where you know his first um his his first daredevil costume was him with like a like a scarf around his head you know what i mm-hmm. mean i feel like it's the beginning of catwoman before she actually becomes like what we know as catwoman so i yeah. feel like she's in that she's in the uh inception phase so yeah like i i had you know i think um i had watched that second trailer that i told you about and i think they showed a little bit more of what she looks like mm-hmm as Catwoman, so yeah, she went from like that from the trailer you showed me to this other like incarnation. Um, so I think you're right. I think we're seeing the origin, and then it develops into, you know, the next like iteration, which is the one that I said looks like Halle Berry, mm-hmm. um, where she's got like the full cat mask and, like, you know, she's wearing like a, a like a tank top, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. It's just it's it's weird to me, but. Regardless, I mean, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, Colin Farrell looks great as Penguin. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it, it just, it just seems like it's going to be a good, a good film. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, I, I will say this. I, this, this is kind of jumping into something else, but it's worth mentioning because we're talking about Robert Pattinson. I finally um, watched The Lighthouse, um, which was a, a movie that came out, uh, well, maybe about almost a year ago. Um, with Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. Um, and if you want to see um, a really different movie, a really dark movie um, that keeps you questioning what's going on the entire time you're watching it, um, until the end where things kind of start to come together, um, this is it. It's filmed in black and white, um, so you feel like you're watching a movie from like the 40s or the 50s. Um, it takes place in like a New England-esque area where they're basically on like the uh, a, a lighthouse, you know, the shore of like a lighthouse. Um, and the, the acting, though, is excellent. It, it reminded me of a really dark version of Waiting for Godot. It's basically what it is. Like you're, it's these two guys stuck together in a lighthouse just doing their jobs and they slowly start to go insane um, because they're, you know, Rob Pattinson gets dropped off. He's only supposed to be there for about four weeks and mm. ends up turning into a lot longer than that. And he slowly starts to like lose his mind. Um, and, and Willem Dafoe is driving him insane as well. And he's crazy. I mean, like his acting is phenomenal. They both together were very, they played roles that different than anything I've seen either of them do. So if anybody questions whether or not Robert Pattinson is a good actor, then you should watch The Lighthouse. It's excellent. Um, so it's you know I I got it for like three bucks on um, on iTunes because they had like some sale one day, and I was like, well, I'm gonna watch this anyway. Uh, so I bought it for three bucks, or I'd end up renting it for six. Um, mm. But I sat down and watched it. It's a two-hour movie, you know, so it's 
it, at some points it does move slow, but if you're willing to sit there and just let it ride, you know what I mean? And, and not question everything that's happening because that's the thing is I was like, I don't know what this means, but I'm just going to keep watching it and it should come together at the end. And it does. Uh, but it's, I don't want to ruin anything, but it's just, it was really good. Uh, and I think that you might actually enjoy it too, man. I'm not sure if it's really up your alley, but I feel like if you take the time to watch it, you probably would actually really enjoy it. So just from right, an acting anytime standpoint. I can watch two people go crazy in a lighthouse for any amount of time, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, so it was, I, I, it was good, man. Now it's worth, it's worth the watch. I'll just put it that way. I'm kind of glad I own it. Um, a lot of, there are a lot of movies like that. Um, where it, it's it's cool because it's at a lighthouse, but like there are a lot of movies like that where it's like you know like somebody in like solitary confinement or um you know there was that movie The Room uh, or Room with uh mm-hmm. Brie Larson yeah and and her and her son and she's like they're like trapped in this room or whatever it's like you see you see that get played with a lot and i always like to see different people's takes on you know what isolation can do to you right i I just think it's such a fascinating um such a fascinating thing because you can't i mean that's one of the things in my life that i can't imagine is what how i would react to isolation extreme isolation like that Mm -hmm. you know like what what would my mind do like what would it is it inevitable or is it something that you can you can actively like prevent right like if you're if you're isolated for a certain amount of time like even like another another prime example is tom hanks in castaway right mm-hmm. like that's another one where he was like in isolation for i mean like he wasn't locked in a room but he was by himself on an island for you know however long he was on that island for and he ends up like fucking talking to a volleyball it's like i think it's i i just think it's like a really cool like thing to explore so yeah i think i will check that out you know another really cool um i know you're not a will smith guy but um one of a really good scene i think um of what can happen to somebody in isolation is i am legend where he goes to just to make it himself feel like he's living leading somewhat of a normal life like he goes to the video store and like returns videos but he set up mannequins like to make mm-hmm. it like there are people there and there's one point where he goes in there when s- stuff starts to go sour and he's like he's basically having a conversation and then he starts like literally breaking down he's like why won't you talk to me like right. and i thought like that scene was like heartbreaking because it's like that's actually probably what would happen to somebody like you need that human connection and to be mm-hmm. alone for that long you know i i just thought like he did a really good job in that scene like that is a one of the more realistic depictions, I believe, of what could happen to somebody. You know, right. it's just you're just desperate at that point. You know, you start losing it. So I think that's another great example. Um, yeah, agreed. I mean, like Walking Dead also plays oh, yeah. with that a little bit with Morgan uh, when he's you know on his like trying to get clear. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, that whole thing was pretty cool. Definitely. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna check that out for sure. Um, um, it, it's it's probably not the type of movie I would have watched, you know, on my own, like without having it recommended. But now that you've like discussed it with me and sh- and let me know like what 
what would be appealing about it like mm-hmm. uh, i definitely want to check it out now yeah i, th- I really think you'd, you'd like it man um something that i i don't think you've started watching yet but uh anybody out there who's in the video games should check out uh there's a there's a series that just dropped on netflix on thursday or friday uh called high score um and it's literally just all about video games and the inception of video games the beginning like how they actually the origin of of how video games started um from you know the first video game space invaders um and then how that was built and then how atari came around and then how um you know there was a group of guys from mit that figured out like how to keep people invested in video games they were making like mods to make the games more challenging because once you like figure out a game and you can beat it it becomes stagnant if you're just doing the same thing over and over again but they made mods that they could put into the logic boards or, or attached to the logic boards of the game that would actually include new things and make them different and make them more interesting much like now in you know 2020 we have you know xbox live where they can drop dlcs and you can download new characters and in like mortal Kombat, you can download new skins and you know they have all these like expansion packs that you can that you can grab to change the game up to keep it interesting um this was kind of like the beginning of that so um if you're into video games in any shape way or form uh then you should check out high score i'm in the i'm going into the third episode um excuse me and it's it's excellent um I mean, is it like does does it have like a, a thread a, that goes through each episode, or is it like each episode is not its own thing, like um, like the toys that made us? No, it has a well. It, I mean, the it, it kind of has like a it's almost like a storyline. Like each each episode does talk about different things and how I think it's like the evolution of games. It's right. Not, so it starts it starts somewhere and it and it and it picks up where the last episode left off. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I can get into that. Like, not that I couldn't get into the toys that made us, but because of its modular. Yeah, model, you have no reason to keep watching. Right. Like <laughs> I, I, I watched the ones that appeal to me. Like I watched the Transformers one, the GI Joe one, but I skipped the Barbie one. Like it, it's yeah, like, yeah. I and I don't like, not that I would mind, but I mean it's just cool that I would have like this whole series that would like build on each episode before it right like i think that's cool yeah and they also one of the things they talked about is uh do you know just offhand i knew what it was so i was glad to see this but do you know what the worst video game ever made was et yeah et so they actually the guy who the guy who actually made et is in this and he talks about how he got the project how how he only had five weeks to make it how we had to meet with Spielberg. Like, it was like this entire... No, it makes sense that he only had five weeks to make it because that's about yeah. how long I've, it felt like it took. And then, um, but I'm telling you, if you watch it, you understand, like, he basically... After spending five weeks in the fucking pit that you <laughs> yeah, fall in, yeah, that's I was like, said. fuck this. Yeah, that's literally... Everybody was like, why are there so many pits? <laughs> but, like, it was... And there's, but, I mean, there was one you literally couldn't get you out You just of. couldn't get out of, yeah. So, but it's funny because... <laughs> it's uh, like, all right, I guess the game's over. That's it. Yeah. Um... Yeah, but no, it's it's definitely worth uh, it's worth it's worth watching because when you see how that guy actually came to build the game, uh, he's like it was like the hardest five weeks of my life. But hey, it was you, like the did worst you play game. that game when you were a kid? Uh, I I think I had played it once, but I was too young to remember because it was like an Atari game. The first yeah. thing that I ever the my first experience with video games was NES. Right, my okay. dad bought NES and like I jumped into like Super Mario, like the du- Super Mario Duck Hunt combo. Like that's that's what <laughs> I had. You know what I mean? So that was my my, you know, my 
introduction to video games, and then I think I went back down the line and, and checked out E.T., and yeah, it was garbage. Yeah, um, I was the same way, man. I, but but I, I started with the Atari. Like, yeah. I, I was old enough when Atari came out that it was like, that was my first memory. Like, and I had like pretty much every cartridge uh, that came out because my mom and dad loved me and hooked me up. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was like, I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, remember this is when I was a kid. I wasn't the baller that I am today. Uh, right. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just but, paused uh, to make it mad awkward. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yeah, like Lovecraft country, man. Oh, yeah, dude. You were talking about that last time. Yeah, you were, like, amped about that. Amped. And it came out, and it was more than what I expected. It blew me the fuck away. Um, It was the show that I never knew I needed Mm -hmm. in my life. Um, There are a lot of shows and movies that have black characters and there are a lot of documentaries that are about serious issues that face the black communities um there are a lot of shows with black characters that are you know sidekicks and whatnot and there was but there was there was only one thing that ever came out where it was made by black people for black people um well for everybody but with black people in mind Mm-hmm. And that was Black Panther. I mean, Black Panther was that show or that movie with a black hero where you're, it's, it was literally like one of the first times ever that you could look at a hero and see yourself if you look like somebody like me, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, and it was amazing. And I had that same feeling, if not an even an even deeper feeling of that connection with Lovecraft country, because here's a show where this guy's in America, right? This isn't, this is cause like that was the difference between black Panther and anything else is that black Panther, like your guy is African right. <laughs> from Africa doing some shit in America, but then ultimately ending up back in Africa. And the whole thing was like an African story. So it was cool to see a person of color, but it wasn't a person of color from America or dealing with the shit that you had to deal with in America. This is a guy that grew up as a king, mm-hmm. right? He was a prince and then became a king and he ruled the country of Wakanda or the nation of Wakanda, right? Which is like this like amazing black utopia where in Lovecraft country, it's the exact opposite. Here's a guy that this show is about that grew up in America during the 19th, like he, it's the 1950s. It's 1950s America. Everything is still segregated. Everything is still ultra fucking racist. Like it's the like, but it's a horror show. So you have this weird, this weird thing where like, who's the monster in the show? Is it the the racists or is it the the actual monsters? Like, what's worse? And but like you you have this connection with this character who's not only the hero of the show but he's a fucking geek. Like he's mm-hmm. in he reads. He reads like Lovecraft and fucking, um, you know, Wells. I mean, fucking. What's who's the who's this fucking dude? Um, Orson shit. Wells, or you said Wells? So, yeah, Orson Wells. But I mean, he, he also reads. Uh, hold on. 
Yeah, H.G. Wells. I'm sorry, not not Orson. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> but he, yeah, he 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 reads like all these like science fiction novels that, mm-hmm. and this is where it kind of gets beautiful is that nobody in the novels that he's reading is somebody like him. So it's meta as fuck, right? Like it's like here's this character that I'm looking at and I'm saying, wow, finally a guy that looks like me. That's the hero, and he's reading books and longing for somebody that looks like him to be the hero but he's still enjoying the content right mm-hmm. like he's still like oh this this book is great and like somebody even approaches him about it like and they're talking about it and they're like oh but you know that character your hero is an ex-confederate soldier so he fought for slavery so how is he a hero and like his, his explanation was hey you know nothing's perfect <laughs> like you know that's what stories are like human beings like nobody's perfect and no story's perfect and you just got to overlook the flaws and like the person that was talking to him was like yeah but the flaws are still there and he just kind of hangs his head and says yeah they are <laughs> right <laughs> but it's like yeah. but it's like he he overlooks that shit and he's just like yeah like and he, and he tries to put himself in the stories like and you can see that in in the opening scene the opening scene is a 5 to 10 minute sequence which is uh it's a dream that he's having and i'm just gonna like listen guys if you are like hella hell bent on not getting spoiled then just stop listening right now because i'm just gonna give like five to ten minutes of the show but it's the opening scene so it's really not much to worry about like because you're not i'm not giving away any secrets um but the opening scene right is him he he's he's at war it looks like it's maybe world war ii or something like that and he's running around and it's black and white right Mm-hmm. And he's running around and he's like, you know, killing the enemy, sticking people with bayonets, jumping over walls, avoiding explosions and shit like that. And then he ducks and there's an explosion like in the distance. And when he looks up, that explosion happens in the in the and it's in color. Right. Against a back a black and white background. Then he he turns around and everything's in color. But he looks up in the sky and there's like all these like flying saucers, these UFOs. Right. And then there's this like beam of light that comes out of one of them and this like this woman starts to float down from the the ufo and she's this like this super beautiful like red alien girl and she hugs him and as she's hugging him she says something and then looks behind him and behind him is cthulhu who's like getting ready to eat both of them (laughs) and there's but then as they're looking at it, you're like, oh, shit, it's Cthulhu, right? And it's like this awesome, it's really fucking well done. Like, I mean, the special effects, the the makeup, the the animation for Cthulhu is like fucking spot on. And then all of a sudden, Cthulhu like splits in half, right? And you see that it's because, and it's not a sword or anything like that, but he's being split in half by a baseball bat. Jeez. And then as, as the halves split... It reveals behind him that the person swinging the bat and, and chopping him in half was none other than number 42, Jackie Robinson. <laughs> and, and then he puts the bat over this this bat covered in green slime, which was Cthulhu's blood. He puts it over his shoulder and he looks at, uh, you know, our main character and says, I got you, kid. <laughs> right. And, and they're looking at Jackie Robinson like, oh, shit. And then behind Jackie Robinson, Cthulhu's pull, pulling himself together. And then Jackie Robinson turns around and he's ready to like, you know, he's ready to swing on him again. And that's when this this main character, Atticus, uh, Atticus Freeman, um, he he wakes up and he's riding on the back of a he's riding in the back of a bus 
Um, and then the movie takes off from there. But it was All a right. dream. It was a dream sequence. And like that, that just illustrates that he's like putting himself in the hero's shoes and he's making in his mind, he's making the heroes like black people and people that look like him. And, and he's and he's trying to relate to all the stuff that he's reading because like he's actually reading this book on the bus uh called the princess of mars which is that woman that f- came down from the flying saucer so like he's putting himself in the hero's shoes uh which is super interesting because like i said this is something that we haven't had in forever just like a, an intelligent black lead and and this kid just he he's amazing he's a he's a fantastic actor um he does a great job. His name is uh, Jonathan Majors. Uh, like, dude is fucking diesel. Um, Journey Smollett's in it. Not to be confused with her crazy-ass brother, uh, Jesse Smollett. Um, oh, yeah. Or as, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, or as Chappelle says, <laughs> Juice Smollett. Um, there's not, not him. It's, it's Journey Smollett. She's a real one. Uh, you have Courtney B. Vance. I don't know if you know who he is. Um, but he's great. You know, you, everybody knows Michael K. Williams. Oh yeah. Um, he's in it. Uh, you have, you know, you have, it's, it's a really fucking great cast. There's a dude, Jamie Harris, who plays, uh, Eustace Hunt, who's this racist sheriff. And he does such a fucking good job. Um, you know, as that character. Cause like, it's like this really, he's just this really creepy, just, you know, ultimately like evil dude. Um, who who you know you, you'll you'll see in the show if you watch it but it is so well done and it's the it's the product of the efforts of both jj abrams and jordan peele okay and it is exactly what you think something by jj abrams and jordan peele would be and the last 15 minutes was absolutely fucking insane like if you thought that sequence that I described to you in the beginning was insanity, the ending was pulse pounding action and excitement and it was thrilling, it was it was somewhat scary. It had these elements of like, you know, horror from different genres and stuff like that. Like everything was just kind of smashed together and it was it was just fantastic. So I, I highly recommend it. Um, well worth the hour and 10 minutes that the first episode is and tonight is episode two and I cannot fucking wait you know it kind of it kind of reminds me of um, I don't know just like all these random like the dream sequence like all these random pieces of different things coming in it kind of reminds me of like ready player one yeah the like the dream sequence what you know that's a very good comparison man the dream secret the dream sequence was like that final battle yeah of ready player one i mean it wasn't as crazy well like it had it had like three elements rather than like 50 but yeah that's exactly what you would that's exact that's a very good comparison man because that that's that's the feeling that you get yeah it was like all these different elements of like nostalgia kind of came in which i think is really cool Mm. um things you wouldn't expect from different time periods and and genres i think is cool so yeah man i don't know i that actually that you know kind of as to how you got in, got uh, excited about maybe checking out the lighthouse. I think I might actually check this out from your description of it. It sounds pretty dope. Um, yeah, and and here's the other cool thing about it. Like that might be something that interests you. Is uh, I mean, my compare like when I'm watching it, the the whole thing, all I'm thinking is that this is 
This is X-Files. Only it's in the 1950s, and instead of the FBI, it's a black family. Okay. It's it's great, because they're going on this mission to find his father who's missing, basically, is what it is. Yeah. And, like, his knowledge of the um, the occult from reading the books that he reads and, like, just being well-versed in that <laughs> that area, he's able to piece certain things together and, and figure things out, and he's... He's super heroic. It's it's just fucking great, man. Just check it out, man. You'll recognize Courtney B. Vance too when you see him. All right, yeah, no, I'll definitely check it out. Um, what was the last thing I just wanted to mention uh, before I forget? Uh, two things actually. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, August twenty eighth. Just uh, reminding everybody that uh, that is when Bill and Ted face the music drops. Uh, so video on demand. I'm sure it's going to be pretty much everywhere. But um, I think if you pre order it. Um, which I saw on Apple TV or iTunes. I think you can actually see it on the 26th, um, like two days in advance. Uh, I'm probably just going to wait until the 28th to check it out. Um, we'll see. Um, I, I don't necessarily want to pay uh, the full price they were asking for. I think it was like $42 or something like that. It's like I'll wait the extra two days or whatever. But I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I know that a lot of people out there are. You know, if everybody, I think a, a huge amount of people um are fans of bill and ted it's just a fun movie so i i'm not looking for this movie to be like amazing i'm looking for it to be fun Mm -hmm. uh so i'm I'm looking forward to it um but the other thing i finished uh finally finished um season two uh of i'm sorry on netflix which we've already talked about last episode um season three obviously is not out yet hasn't been filmed yet but i mean there was the the scene the the series actually got better with each episode but there was one thing i wanted to mention and that made me laugh my ass off so i guess um they they go out one night to dinner and they come back and it's like the first time they've had somebody watch their kid i guess so i don't know if it's the first time but they went on i forgot what that app is but it's like you go on and there's all these different people that have like recommendations where you can like hire a babysitter so they have this girl come over who's um who's you know highly recommended and um so she gets there and um you know whatever takes care of the kid they come back from dinner and you said oh did everything go okay and she's like oh yeah everything was fine like she was really good she goes but you know at one point in the night like before bed she started she started mentioning that like her front tushy was a little it was a little itchy <laughs> like you see there looks like what is it and they're like her front tushy she's kind of like mentioning to like her like front area <laughs> and then they leave and then she leaves and, and uh what's her the main character she goes yeah, she goes, well, uh, she's gone because I don't like the fact that you just called our daughter's vagina a front tushy. She goes, <laughs> I, I don't like that. It makes me very uncomfortable. And he goes, are you on board with with, uh, with getting someone else? He's like, yep, I'm totally on board with that. And he goes, yeah. He goes, like, I'm never going to, like, he's like, uh, she goes, I'm never going to look at you and refer to your dick as your bottom nose. <laughs> I, fucking, <laughs> I fucking lost it for, That's like, awesome. a solid five minutes. I was, like, bottom nose. <laughs> That's They're great. Really good. The front tushy. Yeah, it's awkward. Um, but anyway, no, I mean it's it's definitely worth it. They end it on a on a pretty like they kind of put like a button on it. Um, you know, you know that there's they left it open for a third season, but when that's going to happen, I I don't know. Um, I think that things are just starting to get ramped up again. Right. Or you know, Jurassic Jurassic uh, World Dominion, I think was the one 
to kind of be like the test subject to see if filming things could be done successfully with the right uh, precautions and things like that. So um, I think studios are really amping to find a way to get back out there and get things rolling again. Um, I just, I, I guess my, cons my, my, um, I'm just wondering how they're going to release movies that we have been counting on. Like, Bill and Ted obviously was going to be a theater release, but now they're doing video on demand, which, I mean, it's, it's, I don't think that's a movie that necessarily has to be seen in theaters. Um, but I was waiting for a long time to see Top Gun 2. Mm. Uh, and, you know, or Top Gun Maverick. And that is been on hold and I think I know why they're doing that I mean obviously Top Gun is definitely a movie that you want to see in theaters just because of the, the experience with the sound and they filmed it with IMAX cameras right so that's meant to be seen in IMAX so I mean I'm a I'm I'm with you I'm all for them waiting to release but I don't see it. my I don't see myself going to a theater though anytime soon. Well, that's the thing. They, they well, dude. So like even when they open, there's like a I, it's they're already open. There's uh, yeah. a AMC is open. They're doing like it's ridiculous, like fifteen cent movie. Day. It's like ridiculous. Like it, there's no cost to the movie almost. So bro, they th could have they could have free movie day, or or they could pay you to go to the movies, and I'd be like, eh. well, yeah, but but what I'm, <laughs> I'm like, but I'm what good. I'm saying is, but I think I think the thing with the movie experience is, um, they're kind of they're kind of testing it. Um, and there was a movie that just came out uh, this weekend uh, with Russell Crowe called Unhinged, which actually looks really good. He's like. This guy was like insane road rage and basically just like loses it on this woman and her kid and like kind of just like hunts them down. It's like anything so different than anything I've seen Russell Crowe in. So I actually really want to see it. Yeah, but, it looks but, great. But that is actually um, in theaters this weekend. And I know that um, I, it, you know, New there was Mutants like an, is coming out too. Yeah. Well, there was like a, there was a, he did some ad on Instagram. He's like, oh, you know, I'm Russell Crowe. Check out the movie. Swipe up for tickets or whatever. And I was like, what? And so I swiped up and it's like there were showtimes at Providence Place. There were showtimes at like a bunch of other theaters. And I was like, what the hell? So, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily go check out Unhinged for like that wouldn't be the first movie I need to see in theaters. Let me I mean, ask you something, though. If 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 Top Gun came out tomorrow in theaters, would you be taking the risk? I'd have to think about it. I really would have to think about it because here's the thing. Here's the thing with me. Um, I don't think, oh, man, I'm going to sound really, I really hope I don't piss anybody off. I don't think COVID is as crazy as people are making it out to be. I think the media has really blown this way out of proportion. Uh, China is already completely, they've like eradicated it. They literally have eradicated it. It's like they have had one case in the past 30 days or 40 days. There was a, there was a, um, there was a video in China of thousands of people at a music festival, thousands of people. And they have had zero fucking problems. Can I, can I, can I interject? Yeah, go for it. The same fucking China, bro. I'm we not. Have, we have, we have. I'm not people saying in this that. No, but we have people in this country that have fucked any chance of us being like China. What like, I'm, what I'm saying. I'm, did I? I I'm not I, saying that. I'm not I, saying that at all. You know, hold up, hold I'm up, hold you. up. Hold but up. I'm with you though. I, I agree that I agree that this could be a situation where COVID could have been 
we we could have fixed this shit. We could have fixed it a long time ago. No, America's but we did. stupid, man. That's why but we, we still did. have it. That's why <laughs> no, that's why we still have it. But I also feel like uh, there's just a lot of stuff out there right now, dude. Like you can't turn on the TV without not hearing about it in some in some aspect. It's like it's shoved in your face in every single avenue. And I'm not taking away from anybody who knows somebody who knows somebody that has has passed away from COVID. I don't think, I'm not saying it's fake. I don't want anybody to actually think I'm saying that. I'm saying that the media is shoving it down our throats where it's becoming, it sounds like more of like a friggin' scare tactic than anything. It's like, right. we understand it's contagious. But, we but understand, we but like the people- well, You and I understand. I'm saying that I feel like a lot of people do and a lot of people are taking precautions, but there are people out there that think it's a hoax that like, don't give a shit. I'm not going to wear a mask, blah, blah, blah. Well, you guess what? Like China was in like severe fucking lockdown. And so right. was New Zealand where they needed permission to leave. Right. Like those countries are now doing okay Correct. because they had to go into severe lockdown. And honestly, dude, it's probably going to come to the point where we're going to have to freaking go into lockdown because it's not slowing down, man. And bring it the fuck on, man. Like that's, I, I, been, I, I, I don't understand that, why we don't already dude, do that like, we should have done it in get march. rid of it we yeah. should have done it in march and we would have been in the same situation that china new zealand and all these other places are in right now it's the problem is is that we have listen and, and i'm not i am not anti-establishment you know 100 to the max but i gotta say like it feels this feels like because our country's young man our country is super young like what are we are we like 400 years old i think mm, 400 yeah, year old yeah. 400 year old country our country's super fucking young and we founded our country on these principles that i think have spiraled out of fucking control yeah and, and we fight like 400 years later this is what we get Right. Which is just a bunch of people who just feel fucking entitled because of the freedom that we have in this country. Capitalism, the freedom, all that shit, everything. Right. Is just all now bubbling to the surface. And we're starting to see these problems that can come from that. I'm not saying that I'm not. And again, I'm not anti-establishment. I'm not saying that capitalism's bad shit like that. I'm just saying that if left unchecked. You end up with these these situations where we're governed by we're governed by two things we're governed by money and we're governed by entitled people which is which are these people that are now taking our lives into their hands because they're afraid of losing their freedom because they don't want to wear a mask they don't want to be told what to do don't tell me to stay inside don't tell me to quarantine don't tell me i got to do this i can't come to your state i'm driving wherever the fuck i want blah 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 this is this is what we've been going through since march and that's not changing and i think and I understand what you're saying, Tony. I really do. And I'm not saying that you think that it's a hoax. No, definitely But I'm saying not, that there man. are people out there that think it's a hoax. And I think that that's why you have the media trying to shove it in your face and down your throat. Because It's not for me. They're not doing that for me because I'm already there. I already feel like this is a threat to me. I don't want COVID. I'm going to avoid it. I'm not going to spread it to my family. I'm going to do what I have to do. You and I both have that common sense. Mm. But there are people that are out there that don't have that common sense. And right now, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of things, dude. I got to be honest with you, that, that kind of scare me. Like, you know, there, there, uh, there's a really cool video that Jim Brewer actually put out the other day. Like, Jim Brewer, like, what a weird name to mention right now. But he put out mm. this thing where he said, you know, you got to stop thinking about 
when somebody says the word conspiracy theory, like it automatically shuts down any any logical thought about what you're about to say because you say conspiracy theory. He's like, change that word to I have a thought. And I thought that was a really good point. And I have a thought that there's something that just seems a little odd right now is it's like, you know, where we're... we're this is what scares me. There's a vaccine that I feel like is being like super fucking rushed, like mm-hmm. super fucking rushed. And it's being backed by Bill Gates, who is a fucking computer guy. Like, dude, stay in your lane, stay in your fucking lane. Don't get involved in, in, in doctor hospital in like the medical field because it's not your specialty. Yeah. I get that you invest millions of dollars into the CDC and you're pushing this vaccine, which on alone is wicked fucking sketchy. Um, it's all about money for you, but we're going to rush this vaccine. We have no idea what the long-term side effects are going to be. Correct. Everyone's going to be fucking taking it. I'm and not. it's, and I'm telling you right fucking now, man, I don't know if I'm going to fucking do it because it scares the shit out of me. And the other thing is there's a lot of people out there that are saying, like, if you look at the different things that are happening, like there's a coin shortage now. Bullshit. There was never a fucking coin shortage. I feel like it's being done on purpose. So you have to rely solely on your credit cards. And then if you choose down the line not to get the vaccine, they shut off all your shit. So you can't there's do anything. There's not a anything. coin shortage. I know. That's my point. Yeah, is that they're there's saying not a coin shortage. But, dude, I've, I've been to, like, Home Depot and shit, and you can't use cash. They're like, yeah, you oh, can't, you, yeah, they won't even let you use cash. How is there a fucking shortage? There's po- an overabundance. That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Is they're saying that you, you can't use cash because they, the, they don't have a way to give you uh, money back in, like, in coins, right? So they're, they're demanding that you use your card. So everything's going to be electronic. And then if you choose not to comply with certain things, they can shut off your shit until you comply. Like, mm. and so it's like, oh, I'm not going to get the vaccine. Oh, cool. Don't get the vaccine, but you can't do anything until you get it. So right. you're kind of fucked and you need to get it. And that's where I feel like some of this stuff, like, I'm not saying it's headed that way, but it kind of feels like it could be like all these different pieces that are kind of like falling into place. Like, I, I feel like they're little things that they throw at us, you know, like yeah. a little bit at a time. And you're not really aware that there's a bigger picture of why this stuff is all happening. And that's the scary thing, man. I mean, I feel like, like you, know, you know how I feel about vaccines, man. Like yeah. for me, like I, I just know that what I'm getting is going to be the experimental shit. But right now, everybody's <laughs> getting the experimental shit. Yeah, well, I know you went back to. Uh, uh, I'll never forget it. It was you and somebody else who will remain unnamed <laughs> said, "Remember Tuskegee?" And I fucking yeah. and, I, and, and I fucking lost it because it like at the time it like it actually it, like it made me laugh my ass off. And I was like, "That's eh, kind of fucking relevant. Like it makes right? sense, you know." But I right? mean, but yeah, you know. I just thought I mean, that was really funny. Yeah, so, I, and I'm not bro. saying what happened was funny, but it, the situation that we were in when that happened was funny. Yeah, and so. and and uh, <laughs> like aside aside from aside from Tuskegee, <laughs> like right now, I actually read an article, and I, dude, I I shit you not, I'm not making this up. The article said we need more minorities to sign up for testing. <laughs> we need more minorities to sign up to test this vaccine. Really? Fuck None you. of us want to do that. Yeah. None of us want to be your guinea pig. I'm sorry. Yeah, nah. Yeah, you know, like, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. Like, I, I am going to, I'm waiting this shit out until, like you said, until they force you to fucking take it. Like, I'm not taking it until I know it's good yeah. or they force me to. 
Yeah, well, it's like it's like, dude, it's like the beginning of the fucking Walking Dead, where it's like, what was it like some some vaccine we all took or some yeah. shit like made us all walkers? I mean, like, yeah. I don't know, man. It's just like, yeah, the CDC was like, yeah, we all have this shit. <laughs> yeah, it's my bad. Yeah, I just I don't know. <laughs> there's just I don't know. Like I said, I mean, I hope we're not losing listeners over this. It's just like I don't know, man. There's a lot of things that are that are scary out there. Like I know people that are like, oh man, as soon as that vaccine comes out, I'm getting it. I'm like, bro, you know how much testing they usually do before they release vaccines and some mm. of that's even fucking sketchy i just feel like this being this shit's being so rushed uh and i mean our listeners man our listeners are, are woke man they, they our listeners know what's up so yeah i i just know, they, i don't no, know man it's scary it's a fucking scary time i've i've literally had and the other thing too is like i've had people in the past fucking two months dude that i knew that just like you know not old people that just died not from covid but just died from other things like cancer mm. and random th- and it's just it's yeah i saw that i saw the uh the facebook post about your uh your buddy from uri man sorry about that yeah yeah no i i appreciate it man uh it just it sucks man it really does but i mean the pictures he posted he looked like a really cool dude too he was awesome man he was the uh director of theater at uh actually it wasn't uri it was rick but he uh oh rick sorry. yeah yeah and it's also good but he um yeah, man, and I just, yeah, it's nuts, dude. And he's, I had no idea uh, that he was sick, and, you know, it's just, it sucks, man. So mm. all this stuff is just, like, starting to, it, sometimes it feels like the walls are closing in on you, but at the same time, you know, you just have to keep an open mind and focus on the positive. But I just That's hope- it, man. Just focus on the positive and try to create positivity in your bubble you know what yeah, I mean? that's, that's what i'm all, doing man that's all it is you just gotta like there's not a whole lot out there but you gotta create it you just gotta fucking you know try to live with your head up and smile as much as possible and laugh as much as possible and do things and this is i challenge you to do what i've been trying to do and that's do things that are going to make a difference for other people like like you know if there's somebody you know that that needs groceries or there's somebody you know who who has you know something going on in their life and they just need a shoulder to lean on just make yourself available uh you know give as much as you can mm. because right now you and I and there are a lot of Americans like us we're in a good position right now we actually have jobs we have you know our homes we have income um you know, our, our families are healthy right now. Uh, you know, I'm knocking on wood and, and, and praying that that stays the same. But with that being the case, like, I mean, there's too many people out there that need for me to say I, I can be positive or create positivity without helping them. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I try to I try to make myself available as much as possible. And that goes for any of my listeners. If you have anything you need, let me know if it's in the realm of possibility for me to help. I will. Yeah, same um, here. Same here. I, I definitely agree with that. So, so, well, I don't know. I think it's. I'd be interested. You know, I would be very interested to see. You know, actually, what other people think about what we just said because it's just it's a very interesting time. Mm-hmm. Um, but on on that note, um, aside from what we just talked about, I mean, just uh, if any of those things that we mentioned seem like something you want to check out, then obviously, you know. Just start watching some of that stuff, man. It's really good. Um, I, I really recommend High Score and, and uh, Lighthouse if you're looking to watch something super different and trippy. But um, yeah, and, I, and I recommend Lovecraft Country like with all my heart, man. And, and you can find that on HBO Max. Word. 
All right. Well, this actually ends our episode of Cross the Streams, and uh, we will catch all you guys in two weeks. So stay with us. We'll talk to you then. Later. Yo, we we crossed the streams like a motherfucker today. <laughs> Yo, later. Late. <laughs>